Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to this new episode of Sotorial Talks. Today I have a special guest with me in Bourgogne and it's my friend Marc Guyot. Hello Marc, how do you do? How you go? You may or may not know who Marc Guyot is. If some of you and I hope many of you have bought my first book, The Parisian Gentleman, that's a full chapter, who's telling the story of the wild child of the sartorial world in France, my friend Marc Guyot. But I'm very happy to have him today for another reason, because on this channel I received so many questions about the man style of the 1920s, 30s and 40s and Uh, specifically about this uh, TV show called Peaky Blinders. Everybody seems so passionate about Peaky Blinders. And, and, and always when I'm asked this question about Peaky Blinders, I always have the same answer. I said, take a look at the work of Marguillot in Paris, France, because I believe he's probably one of the last, if not the last, who is able to really be faithful to this vision of men's style in the full wardrobe that is very close to the style of the 1920s and 1930s, which is very well depicted in this series. If I tell this about you, uh, are you happy with the description to be uh, associated with this style and this era? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not uh, like uh, an expert of this period, but uh, I, I was always... Uh, Uh, passionate about all the the style from the 20s 30s uh, to end of 50s after oh. that i'm lost oh yeah you you, <laughs> yeah. you surrendered uh, after yeah. 60s uh, late 60s i'm lost definitely <laughs> okay so you mean passion, they, they my, lost you yeah they lost, <laughs> they you. lost yeah, me yeah. completely okay. my, my passion starts at yeah uh, late 20 to to Late 50s. Okay. And so in your opinion, I want, because you said you're not an expert. Of course you are an expert. He's a very humble man. It, on it's this not one. for me to tell. <laughs> yes. But of course you are an expert. And when we will discover the work of Marguerite during this show, you will immediately catch what I want to say about this style. But when I say that the work of the person who was in charge of the global look of this series, Picky Blinder, and specifically of the wardrobe of the actors and actresses, do you think that they did a good job? Yeah, definitely. They did a really good job. I think, I think they had a prize or something. Yeah, an, an, an award. award an yeah, award, yeah. Something. But they deserved it. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, the job was uh, great. Yes. Definitely very precise and, uh, and real. Yeah. Because all the, the garments... Uh, seems to be uh, worn a yes. lot. Yes, worn out. We say worn out, yeah. and and maybe we can make uh, a comparison with uh, with uh, the other show, Boardwalk Empire. Yes, with uh, Steve Buscemi. The, the World War, the World War was incredible. Yes, uh, very bold, very uh, a lot of check, double breasted. Everything was incredible, but a little bit too neat. Yes, a little bit too too. Brand new. Yeah. And you mean that you had the impression that you were looking at something that has not been worn. It was not looking as natural as it does yeah, in Peaky Blinders. Yeah, it was too neat for me. Yeah. But that's the professional yeah, uh, yeah. eye on, on this. What, what, what kind of hat they are wearing in Peaky Blinders? It's called the Scottish cap? Is it, is it's an a, a Irish cap. Irish cap. It's the Irish cap. The, the one with the... Uh, it's uh, six pieces. Yes. Plus the... The visor, yeah. So it's seven pieces plus the button, here. and there's a button in the yeah. middle, yeah, in the which middle. is the tune. It's make and so it's not like a, a, a baseball or a, uh, or a golf cap. No, 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 it's different. It's a it's a little bit larger, yeah, uh, more round and and larger than the the golf cap. That yeah. it's too flat for me, yeah. for you, my taste. You like to wear this kind of cap? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yes, uh, you've been wearing it a lot. Yeah, I, I make them. To measure too. Ah, yeah. Yeah, of course. You still craft them in, in, in France, in Paris. We all, in online, we can order a cap. Like no, not you? online, not for a moment, but, uh, I will have them on the ready to wear. Okay. So yeah. if I Next come, autumn. if yeah. I come in Paris and I want to have a picky blinder cap, I can come to you. Yeah, yeah, I've got several of them left and, oh. and I, I will have the, the back order. Uh, what is interesting to finish on the picky blinder chapter is that, uh, well, we have now the, the credit of an expert and he said, yes, it looks really uh, natural and this is a very good. And what is, I didn't know and that you told me that only with this series, The people who were crafting caps mm. saw their sales yeah, skyrocketing. Like, yeah, like 30% off. 
uh, just increase. Yeah. yeah, just because this model, this time, yeah, it just it's reborn. Yes, with the picky blinders yeah. effect. Yeah, yeah, and that's bizarre because this is you see how it works. Because if we were featuring a little bit more stylish series like that on TV, maybe the men's style would improve like that. So it means that people are not immune to what they see, of course, on yeah, TV. Of course. And, uh, yeah. and that's very interesting. I agree with you with the Boardwalk Empire, even if I think it's it was also Yeah, it, it, well it was a great work. It was very bold. So it, it was a great let's work. go back to um, Mr. Guillot. So to make things clear, uh, Marc Guillot doesn't have a vintage shop, to make it clear, because <laughs> a lot of people think that you can only find these kinds of It, it can be vintage with the fabrics. Yeah, the fabrics. But it's not the second-hand shop. Exactly. So it's you not make a charity shop. Exactly. And it's not a second-hand. Because it's you can find a lot no. of stuff like that from this era in vintage or even antique shop. But at Mark, the fabrics can be vintage, but it's, it's new garment that you craft for your clients. For, yeah, expressively for... Any customers, yeah. yes, it's yes. met the measure. Yeah. Okay, so t tell us about your influence because I know you were very interested in. Uh, I don't know if some people know about this in the UK or in the United States with this very famous magazine that I discovered. I must be mm -hmm. sincere through you a long time ago. We know each other since uh, 2007. 2007, so a few years ago, uh, and uh, I discovered <clears throat> through Mark this fantastic magazine called. Apparel Arts. Can you describe what it is? Yeah, Apparel Arts, uh, it was the, the professional branch of the Esquire magazine. Okay. So uh, the release was six months earlier than the Esquire uh, release. Yes. Because it was addressed to the uniquely, uh, solely to professionals. Yes. It was like a Tendencies uh, magazine. Okay. Like the, the trend. Mm -hmm. And uh, then the professional um could uh place orders yeah and when the the goods the garments were delivered in the shops esquire magazine was released and uh oh, yeah this american were already very good at business yeah yeah yeah, yeah. very good so you mean that apparel arts was only for the clothiers so the only for the professionals on, on for the clothiers the yes. retailers retailers okay. mm. and then they could see the drawing and then can order from the drawing and then when esquire was published the client would say i want this yeah this color the brown suits uh, with a like a heavy donegal tweed yes. and, and in the shop it was already there Wow, this is strategy, and as yeah. soon as uh, we are now in the uh, 1930s, 1940s. Yeah, like early that. marketing. <laughs> yeah, very early marketing. Very early so, marketing. ladies and gentlemen, we're going to show you a few pictures of this. This is beautiful because we are not speaking about magazines with photographies. No, it's drawings. It's drawings only. Mm. So, that it means that these people were literally designing... Mm. Fashion or whatever style, yeah, style. and we, you have one of the one of the most famous guys. His name is uh, Lawrence Fellows. Lawrence Fellows, who was the main drawer of apparel arts. One of the main drawers. The the second one for me, my, my second favorite is uh, Douglas Heard. Yeah, that yeah. was is less famous. We, we we heard a little bit less about him. A little bit less. Uh, Lawrence Fellows was a god. <laughs> so, yeah, and yeah. so these people were designing. We're going to show you a picture. Look at this marvel. This is just amazing. That you see. And those people were literally, uh, so uh, uh, were they only following the instruction of some designers? Or? So no, they, uh, they started by uh, uh, being journalists, yes, reporting trends, yes, and then they didn't find anything at their taste, yeah. So they they they, they started to to create uh, taste, yeah, different situation, different shoes with different suits, yeah. Uh, double-breasted, high-breasted, low-breasted. They, they invented a lot of things. Yeah. So they, they were they were designers. Yeah. Really. But maybe they didn't know at the time that they were designers. Maybe they may. But those people are probably passed away since a long time. I, think I suppose. They, I think they they draw they draw what they like. So so they what. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same input for me. I, I, I made this. I made my business because I I wanted 
some specific garments. Yeah. So I made them for me and yeah. hey, I made them for friends and yeah. then it became a, my business. Yeah. But you so, made it out of passion first. Yeah. But to finish. Because on, it was passion. I think it's the same for them. Yeah. They draw, they draw what they would like to, to wear. To wear. Yeah. But I, I suppose that uh, Lawrence Ferrus probably dead since a long time because we're speaking about 1930s. So he's probably 30, 35. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Mm. And maybe he doesn't know how much he had impact on, uh, I know so many young people, they are passionate. Even some people are collecting the apparel arts magazine. Yeah, yeah. Now it's, it's really, it's, yeah, it's quite rare. So yeah, it is yeah, rare. And these rare. are fantastic. Yeah. So I don't know if these people, they had, they were aware of the fact that they were really creating mm. the, 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 the fashion of today. So let's go back to the young Marguillo because you just tell, told us that, um, you started out of passion but i as far as i know the passion started very early for you yeah very early it, it started at around 12, 12 which is quite early very early but uh it was mostly about uh, i was adamant about what i wanted to wear yes at 12 uh it was mostly casual wear of yes, course of at course 12. Yeah. I, I was a teenager yeah so it was about blue jeans from levis it was 501 nothing else uh it was uh the sneakers from uh uh, vans of the wall yeah. because uh, I was making, I was uh, uh, skateboarding yes. at the time. So I was very adamant. So you wanted the real vans the real and thing. the real 501. No, no knockoff, no fake, always the true one, the yeah. original one. Yeah. Uh, 501, they, they, they didn't have my size at the time <laughs> because I was quite tiny. Yeah. <laughs> So you and were wearing so them baggy, like or? oversized, like baggy, like uh, like a rapper from Los Angeles in the nineteen ninety. Yeah. So I was in advance for this. Yeah, it's very. It was very oversized. Okay. okay. Yeah, my diet, my diet was uh, quite worried. Okay. About this. And so it developed little by little to something from, else. Yeah, from casual wear to to formal wear. Yes. Uh, like regular jackets. Mm -hmm. uh, so sixteen. Uh, I wore like a, a seersucker jacket, second hand from yeah. charity shops. I yeah. was uh, hanging some jackets, uh, finding some jackets in, in this kind of shops. So yeah, I had a, a peculiar style for mm. when yeah, you for are a 16 year old boy. For a 16 year old boy yeah. at school. Uh, actually, ladies uh, and gentlemen, for those of you who may not know what a seersucker jacket is, that's it, it, it is wearing today a seersucker jacket. I must admit, I love this is a very rare color. Yeah, for because a it's, it's, it's rust something. It's like? rust and tan. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of the, the regular blue or all, red. All or red. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I must confess something to you. I really like this one because sometimes I always have the impression that Red, white, circle, it's like an ice cream seller yeah. for me a little yeah. bit. <laughs> and I'm always confused. And I said, if one day I wear an, um, a circle in red and white in the street, I'm afraid that a kid will come and ask me for an yeah. ice cream. But blue and white, but this one is very Blue specific. and white is it's very conservative. Very conservative. But very this classic. is very interesting. Yeah, it's, it's quite rare. So this is yeah. what you started to wear circle when you were 16. Yeah. Well, you were not. You were alone, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And for the winter, like herringbone, tweed jackets, worn, uh, really, really old. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Without any paddings, uh, very soft uh, mm. shoulders. So it, well, it was a particular look. Yeah. yeah. And so you were trying to find this in secondhand shops? Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. First, first, of course, because my... Uh, you didn't uh, have money for that. I didn't have any money to spend. So. Okay. And then little by little, you told me that very early, when you were 18, 19, you started to buy your own fabric in London. Tell yeah, yeah. Because uh, I didn't find anything uh, anymore in uh, ready to wear. Yeah. Uh, too much, too many alterations. Mm -hmm. uh, the result wasn't uh, good. So it wasn't what you wanted. Yeah. yeah. So it was a, a lot of, uh, you, you spend some money and, and it just, just garbage at yeah. the end. So, so I started to, to try the met to measure. Yes. And, um, I did have, I, I didn't find the, the good fabrics yeah. in France. Yeah. They didn't have the right fabrics for me. So I started to go to London mm -hmm. by plane. We didn't have the, the Eurostar, the train, the, Eurostar, the, yeah. the train under the, the channel. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I started to, to go, uh, to London, 
uh, by plane with a friend of mine and uh, and we asked two tailors in a several different tailors if they had uh, like fabrics to sell and not, of course not making did, suits they didn't have fabric to and sell. They, some of they, them accepted some of them accepted some of them not yeah. and then we discovered the uh, Risen Street retailers yes. only fabrics yes. and then we started to to buy uh, English fabrics there Okay, so, and and this is why because ladies and gentlemen, the first time I went to Maguiu in two thousand seven, if I remember well, his shop is not a big shop. We can say it's a yeah, it's quite tiny. It's yeah. a tiny mm -hmm. shop, mm -hmm. but it's a very full of marvels, and it's like a little um, it's a little wonderland for the people who like vintage. Um, let's say British fabric because you're going to make the difference. Be you make the difference between Scottish, Scottish and Irish, Irish and, English. and English. What's the difference between the three? The, um, it, it comes from the the, the yarn yeah. that they use and yeah. the, the the system of uh, weaving. Yes, um, the worsted yeah. is mostly English. Okay, and when you talk about uh, Irish linen, it's Irish. Yeah, and when you talk about tweed, you can have some Donegal tweed in Ire Ireland. Yeah, but otherwise it's Scottish. Of because course. it's not this, it's not worsted. It's not uh, what we say in French, beignet and yes. cadet. It's yeah. a difference of a weaving mm -hmm. system, and it, it's a, a lot more rustic, mm -hmm. heavier, yeah. and a lot more rustic. Yeah, and you still have so because I remember the first time I walked in your shop, I said, "Oh my God, this guy has some marvels!" But from twenty years ago, thirty years ago, forty yeah. years ago, you, you still yeah. have these dead yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I used to have them. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, you still have them. I still have them for yeah. the for the most yeah. part, and then uh, I I go on. I keep on uh, buying some and looking for you looking stuff. always yeah for yeah. the dead stock and yeah yeah. yeah. You so told I, me that you have old clients. They they ask you to hide to fabric. hide some pieces. Yeah. Why? Uh, because uh, they already have uh, one garment or two. Yeah. And they said, whoa, 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 no, 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 hide this thing because I will make a jacket next year and I. Uh, I got to reserve it to, to make it for me. So, <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Yeah, it's yeah. obsession. <laughs> yeah, it's an obsession. But so, the, the, these are very rare fabrics, like uh, 50 years old mm, now. Mm, so okay. we, won't, we won't find them anymore. Of course. So as I told you at the beginning of this interview and this uh, discussion with my friend Marc Guillot, uh, his place is... Uh, it's a very rare place and it's very unique after. Okay, my wife always say you can't say very unique, either it's unique or very something. So it's a unique <laughs> place and she's laughing on the other side of the camera because uh, I can say maybe you like it, maybe you will not like it, but it's very unique. And what I like in Mark is that since I know him, but I suppose since you started doing your own collection yeah. in the late 1990s, you never changed. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, Drew Boa here, host of Husband Material, the weekly podcast where I help men outgrow pornography. Why? So you can change your brain, heal your heart, and save your relationship without fighting a frustrating, exhausting battle. Find Husband Material wherever you get your podcasts or go to husbandmaterial.com. No, I didn't change anything. Yeah, it's not have very to good change. for your business. No, I think for the garments, uh, I, I created a lot more for shoes, different designs, yes. different resources. We're going to speak about before, that later. For the garments, yeah. for the wardrobe, I didn't change anything because it's not my style. Yes. I just recreated yeah. my favorite style. It comes from the 30s. It comes from Apparel Arts Magazine. It comes from Esquire. So I didn't change anything. And I, and I won't change anything. You will never change. No, you you don't have to change what the genius made before. You mm. just have to to try to be at the same level. Yeah. Uh, um, humbly. <laughs> yeah. And to pay maybe somehow a tribute to their creativity. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. I paid it because uh, when you're out of the system, uh, you 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 lost customers. Sometimes they come back. Yeah. Sometimes they don't. Yes. So. Of course. So now let's deep dive a little bit into the, the, the Marquillo style because we are talking about Peaky Blinders and all this style from the 1920s, 30s, 40s. He said until the maybe maximum late 50s. Late 50s. Yes. Definitely. But now let's look at some uh, pictures and let's read it. But you, as you can see, Mark is not um, 
dressed like your average businessman or even like your average Claudio. I'm going to pick a, put a few pictures on the screen. I've seen Mark in fantastic outfits, but they are not really easy to pull off while you're not, uh, let's say, um, comfortable with yourself. Yeah. And when you're not a seasoned sartorially, that you understand what you're doing. I've seen him with a Knickers, you call it? That, yeah, the tin tin? Knicker boxes. Knicker boxes. So mm -hmm. explain to that. There's two different sizes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you've got a short one, yes. which is for hunting. Yes. It's quite short. It comes uh, directly to the knee, under yeah. the knee. Mm -hmm. And then you have the plus two. See, mm -hmm. it's plus two inches yes. below the knee. Yeah. It's, it, it's for hunting, but a little bit, a little bit more uh, for golf yeah. playing. Yeah. And then the plus four, plus four inches. It's like, uh, you know, Bag Evans, uh, legend, mm -hmm. uh, the red, the, the Robert Redford, uh, flick. Mm -hmm. Um, th this is my favorite. And of course. you wear this in the city. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Playing Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never seen anybody wearing this except you. Oh, maybe you have clients who are buying this. I suppose. Yeah. 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 But yeah, but they, they're going to wear this, uh, at the campaign, uh, outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, I, not really I wear in it in the middle of the city, and uh, sometimes uh, I've got big eyes. Yeah, I remember me. the first jacket that was really impressed with you, and it was really in line on what what we explained is this this jacket I saw at your place with the piping. Yeah, this is so. Explain to us. It's, it was it's kind of an emblematic jacket at your. Yeah, place, yeah, right? it's a, yeah, it's one of the of my uh, my favorite and yeah. uh, one of my bestsellers for like 15 years now. Okay. Um, it started at a, I found one, I saw this kind of jackets in old movies. It's a, it's cricket blazers. Yes. It's, for, it's from the cricket world. Yes. And then, uh, I wanted to have one in my collection. So I, I found one with my ex-wife, uh, in London, mm -hmm. like, uh, late nineties. Uh, yeah, I found one double-breasted, uh, like orange, bright red with the 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 ivory pipe. Okay, and the big pipe. You have two different kind of pipes. Yeah, the piping. Yeah, you get it insert. Yeah, it's quite tiny, and yeah. you get the big one. Okay, it's like one centimeter. And this one was a big one. Yeah. Yeah. The big one, it's like this on the jacket. So yeah. you, you can see it yeah. plainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the one I wanted. So my manufacturer didn't want to make it. He, he didn't know how to make it. And I persuaded him that we can make it. So yeah. I bought a lot of uh, piping. fabrics, yeah. piping, yeah. a lot of uh, rolls, <laughs> like uh, 5,000 meters. Oh my gosh. And then I started to to sell this kind of met-to-measure cricket blazer, but a little bit more formal than yes, sports. Yes, mm. and you can even make a suit with it now. You can make a, a sorted. Is it better to, to wear it odd with an odd trouser, or it, you can make a, a? I I prefer I prefer it as a single jacket. Okay, uh, but uh, I made a lot of them uh, as suits for like weddings or you yeah. know. And, uh, yeah, not, not, uh, in Sears, uh, like blue and white. I made a lot of suits with, uh, the ivory pipe. Oh, I didn't it. know yeah. that. And, um, just for, okay, uh, for the sake of the, to make sure that everybody understand. If you live in the USA, cricket is this strange game that <laughs> nobody, uh, <laughs> understands the rule, except if you are British. It has nothing to do with baseball. Uh, it just have a bat. But it's not the same kind of no, bat. And even me, I try to... It's a, it's like a flat bat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I try to understand a little bit of cricket. And I must admit, I surrendered quite fast because it's a little bit complex. In India, they are very, very fond of... Uh, of course. Of, uh, of India, cricket. Pakistan, yeah. I think these are the... the yeah, the, and they're the, very good at it. Yeah, I yeah. know, I know. Yeah. So it's not baseball, ladies and gentlemen. It's cricket. And of course, the people from the UK. I'm sure we're going to have some comments in the comment section of the cricket. Um, fans, because uh, uh, in, in English, uh, you know, there's a few things you don't touch. Yeah. Cricket, tea, yeah. uh, maybe <laughs> rugby, but they do two different kinds of rugby yeah, yeah. and a few other things. And of course, Savile Row. There's another jacket that I really like, and I've seen very few people making it properly, is the hunting jacket that you are... The Norfolk jacket. The Norfolk jacket. So yeah. explain to us. It's a, it's a very complex jacket to Yeah, craft. I think that's the original one. Uh, I had one uh, from the 40s. I, I just found one in a charity shop Yeah, for the, uh, from the 40s. It was 
English, of course. And uh, I think everybody just stopped making it in England. Yes. And it's a shame because <laughs> that's the, the best looking hunting jacket I know. Yeah. It's not the, the, the most technical jacket okay. because modern hunters... Uh, well, we, they use Gore-Tex. Yeah, that we wear, or Barbour, yeah. uh, oil jacket, but yeah. this one... Waterproof and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. this one is more for apparel, more for the appearance. Yes. Yeah, it's the good it's looking. A, a, the after hunting. It's the after hunting party. Yeah. yeah. And then you, you can make it in heavy tweed, in heavy linen. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a wonder because it's, uh, it's single-breasted. Yes. And you've got some parts here, the reinforcement for the... The rifle, the shooting, yeah. and you've got some vertical uh, bands with uh, the, the, the belt yes. and pleats everywhere yeah. in, uh, in the back. This is a nightmare to craft, right? For it's a nightmare. Yeah. The, the pattern is a nightmare to, to, <laughs> to, to, to realize it's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. because I've, yeah. Seen, I've, ne I've never seen any, I mean, real one. You can have some kind of Norfolk-like jacket, yeah, but yeah. the real with all the strap and the belt and yeah, everything, yeah, it's, uh, it's, this is a nightmare. So that's another very difficult one. to make. And you have clients for that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah, I, I, make, I make from, a lot of them. Yeah. yeah and they're yeah. coming from France, but from everywhere in the ne world. Netherlands, England, Belgium, yeah. USA. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. And this is, yeah. you see, what I like uh, with Mark is that He has a universe. Ah, at last I, I can define what I had in mind to express what I had in mind about you. It's not only that you are making beautiful garments or beautiful shoes. We're going to step, if I may say, inside the shoes uh, soon. It's not only that you are making beautiful caps, beautiful ties, beautiful everything. It's that you have a global vision. Yeah. It's your universe. It's literally ah, yeah, yeah. your universe. Yeah. And your universe is very coherent from A to Z. That is to say, nothing is... You will find... Okay, let's, let's put it in one sentence. If you are uh, starting your sartorial journey, you want to buy a gray suit to go as your banker, to go to the business, well, I'm sure he can make you a fantastic one. But it may be not the place to go for you to have just a normal suit. But if you are more interested in, um, you know, expressing your personality strongly. And if you are attracted, and I know a lot of you are, by the Peaky Blinders tie, by the Boardwalk Empire tie, by all this very strong and at the same time very comfortable way of living mm -hmm. and way of dressing, I believe Mark may be the, the last of the Mohicans on <laughs> earth to be able to really fulfill your desire. Yeah. Is that... Is that Right. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think I'm one of the I'm one of the dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah you're a dinosaur. <laughs> you're you're the triceratops of uh, of uh, the 1920s. Okay, mm. let's continue a little bit also because there's something uh, in your work that I've always been some kind of a mix between casual wear and formal wear. Yeah. It's 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 never totally casual and never totally formal it always has some kind of yeah. blend yeah because it's 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 all about uh elegance yes uh all about you know being comfortable yes so not being uh too rigid and too stiff and, and yeah. unnatural yes you've got to be natural in your garments in your wardrobe yes uh if it's a dark suit if it's a tweed jacket or a short jacket tweed or uh, uh, melton wool or you've got to be natural in it mm, mm. and i've seen on your website also that you are doing some lumberjack how you call it overshirt something? overshirt it's an overshirt yeah. it's a working overshirt yeah, yeah of course. so you see it's 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 and it has you can wear this with a tie no it's just for I, real i wear them with the tie how do you do that yeah but a, a very sport a very uh, casual tie like a, a a tweed tie or a knitted tie. Yes. You can wear them with a, a button-down shirt. You know, you can you can try this. Oh, wow. Otherwise, you can uh, wear a, a foulard. Yes. Uh, a bandana or a mm -hmm. handkerchief. Uh, yeah. Knitted like yeah, you, you're very good also. And so we're going to show you pictures of um, my friend shirt. Mark um, wearing some madras or some big squares. I, I remember you wearing this, like... Uh, very reddish. Uh, I think it was a madras in red. I don't remember ah, that. It was it, very it strong. Was a, it was a tartan. 
a tartan, you yeah. ride, not a madras, with a, a tartan. With a uh, ivory base. Yes. With a, a hunting green, not, not the British racing green, but hunting green is more sports. Yeah. And uh, wine checks. Yeah. 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 Three yeah. pieces. And, and yeah. of course, uh, when you see that, it's unforgettable. Of yeah, course. Yeah. So, yeah, because it's very, very strong. <laughs> very but strong. At the same time, if you want to have a little bit of a flair of this 1920s to 50s, Uh, you don't have to wear this variable thing. You have something which are yeah, of more course. discreet, of course, because yeah. otherwise you will sell to only 10 people on earth, <laughs> including we, yourself. We, we, we make, we make uh, dark navy suits or dark navy blazers. Yes. Or, yeah. Middle okay. gray or suits. Yes, but uh, always with a little something. Always a twist. Something. Always always a a twist. twist. Double van, quite long. Yes. Always uh, very slightly, uh, slightly pinched on the waist. Yes. Like, like this yeah and yeah, always a a lot, you, you like covered buttons also if i remember well you know the buttons are covered you i used to i used them. to like them yeah and uh i couldn't stop making them because all my customers uh, went for this oh, this yeah. kind of finishing so yes. i'm like a prisoner of this finishing because it's quite delicate so i know it's more delicate than a regular button yeah and i have now it's a nightmare because i have to stock uh, all the The, the fabrics. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Fabrics. So I should have stopped. Don't say it. Because to make, <laughs> to make back orders for just covered button. But I, I like this. I like yeah. this finishing only for the formal things. Yeah. Not for the sport. It is because of your success. People, you know, when I think Guillot, I think covered <laughs> buttons. Yeah. You know, and then you would prefer that I don't think covered buttons. No, no, I like, I like covered buttons on formal things and, yes. uh, and the regular button, the four, the four holes buttons for, Casual things, sport jackets, mm. and more rustic. I remember also your this very uh, iconic um, double-breasted traveling coat. I don't know how you call this one. Uh, voyageur. Voyageur. So it's a, like a traveler. A traveler. Yeah. Mm. It's very interesting coat that you yeah, sold a lot it, in it, Kashmir, right? Yeah, I, I, I sold more. I, I made them more in pure Kashmir than in pure wool. Yeah, which is which is cool. Which is cool because the, this Kashmir is incredible. It's a double face. Yes, uh, very heavy, like eighteen twenty ounce the gram. That's very so, heavy. Yeah, yeah, it's quite heavy. Yeah, the uh, very nice Kashmir from Anyana in Italy, okay. and uh, yeah, the, this coat is incredible. Double breasted, but uh, not formal. Very very yeah. casual yeah. because uh, no, unlined, no shoulder pads. No lining mm -hmm. and uh, pleats in the back, yeah. very long with uh, the belt. This and I, 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 I know you also make some things that are, have been totally out of fashion for years. Is the raglan? Yeah. Are you still doing raglan? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I made them with the the cape. Yes. Oh yeah. Removable cape. I, yeah. Yeah, you can have it without, or you can have it with a cape. Uh, the cape France, is, is button. It, what, what we call a capeline in French. This is the capeline. Uh, capeline. Mm. Yeah. It's the. It looks like very shallow combs. Yeah. It's the idea. The, the the name of the coat is McFarlane. Okay. <laughs> It's the 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 coat of the the stagecoach. Ah, okay. For the with yeah. the horses. Yeah. With the captain yeah. because of the rain. And so you can remove the cape. Yeah. And uh, on, like mine, on mine, on mine, you can you can wear it both. You can remove the 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 cape or put it. Yeah. It's just a system of buttons. Yes. That you don't see yeah. under the color. Yeah. yeah. So when I was saying nice to you, ladies and gentlemen, that we were stepping in a very interesting and bold and uh, universe and almost, I would say, exciting universe. The only thing is, so you have to be comfortable with yourself. You have to be able to pull off something and you want, mm -hmm. you have to be also, if you go to Marguerite, to want to express something. That's what I wanted to say. You know, everything this man is making, it's something always with a twist and with an idea of communication. Now, if I'm 20, okay, you look at me. Let's say I'm 20. I would love to. <laughs> I'm not. I'm a little bit older. Not much. <laughs> uh, and okay, I'm interested in men's style. I'm interested. But at the same time, I'd like to have something from you. But I'm not sure. Why should I start? How, how would you you know, advise me to start with what kind of garment? Um, a mix, a uh, blend uh, of casual and yeah. formal okay. to start. So like what? A jacket. Okay. Just a jacket, no pants, no trousers. You can wear it with a pair of chinos. You can wear it with a pair of jeans. Yes. You can wear it with a pair of uh, flannel trousers. Yes. 
So a herringbone tweed jacket. Okay. Not green, not not more tan. Yeah, middle not brown. Too bold to start with. Middle brown, plain. A herringbone. Yes. Heavy. Okay. Because you're gonna wear it if you don't uh, gain weight. Yeah. You're gonna wear it like 20, 25, 30 years. Yeah. It's okay. indestructible. That's a very good advice, actually, because so many kids they don't know how to start. Because you know why? Mm? They are a little bit afraid of what mm. people would say behind their backs. Mm -hmm. oh, look, you know what? You remember when you yeah. were young? Mm. You know, you were wearing your very bold. And me too. When mm. I'm, it still happened to me every day. You know, people speaking behind my just because I had a lovely suit. You know this impression mm. very well. So your advice is go to a, some right. a real jacket, never jacket, never a black jacket. Yes, because black jacket is for suits. Black suits doesn't exist. Yes. <laughs> black suit don't exist. Uh, tuxedo, Hello, black tuxedo exists. Yes. Black suit don't exist. Okay. Middle gray, dark gray, yeah. Dark navy, okay. Dark, yeah. su dark suit, yeah. black suit yeah. don't exist. So I, I, I did a full show on that. As I say, I don't, I don't advise you to buy a dark, a black suit for as a first suit. And I just explain <laughs> that I bought my suit number 27. Mm. I bought 26 suit before having a mm. bespoke dark suit just for the sake of having one suit for funerals. That's a, yeah. the only reason why. And some kind of people in New York, you know, with a white shirt without a tie, but I know it's gonna, but he says black suit don't exist. I'm <laughs> sorry, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you've been buying black suit, this is great news or bad news. They don't exist. So uh, you, you can put some black silk on the label. Yes. And it becomes a, a tuxedo. Yes. <laughs> and you close the vents and yes. then you've got a tuxedo. What I like in this man is as uncompromising about <laughs> men's style. You know, it's, uh, and this is what I love. Now let's talk about shoes because you may or may not know that Mark uh, okay, of course, he's, he's uh, offering a full wardrobe for the gentleman, but on top of that, he's, he's a very accomplished and also quite famous shoe designer. You've been wearing for you've been working for other brands like, yeah, during yeah. your career. Yeah, in Europe mostly, but uh, I made some some collection for Paul Stewart in New York. Paul too. Stewart, mm. yeah, very famous mm. place in New York, mm. and so you've been designing. So give me this shoe, okay. Let's, so this this shoe is not is in uh, uh, it's in uh, how do you say like it's a crust it's a natural uh, calf natural calf so to, it it has to be colored it has to be dyed yeah uh, yeah it has to be dyed so you I can come to your shop and choose or this is one of your iconic models yeah. emblematic let's emblematic say. emblematic model yeah. yeah so you call it one of the classic you call it the swan wing derby the swan wings because, because of the this are like uh, uh, swan Wings. Yes, yes, Most, yes, yes. And so you take this, and I can ask you to have it in purple or in red black, or dark gray, navy, indigo blue, uh, okay, dark red. Uh. Okay. So I work in inside your shop. I choose. Look at that. This is marvelous. This one is 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 Goodyear welted, right? It's a Goodyear welted. Yeah. Yeah. This is beautiful. It's closed, closed channel. With a closed Goodyear channel. Welted, yeah. yeah. You see, I don't know if you can see this. This is beautiful shoe. And so, so I can, uh, I walk into your, your shop. I try on the shoe. This one can be uh, ready to wear, right? Yeah. yeah no you problem. have it in ready to yeah. wear. How much is this? Do you have an idea? Uh, Goodyear welted. Yeah. Uh, it's 550 okay. V80 okay. included. So it's more like, uh, 480 XV80. Yes. Something like oh, this. Okay. Mm. And, and then you have some lines also in Blake uh, construction. Yeah. Which is a little bit less. Yeah, it's 420. So yeah. three, 350, 350 X, XVAT. When you, when you yeah. remove the VAT, because yeah. as a traveler, you can recuperate the VAT at the yeah. airport. Yeah. Or this. if I ship them. Yeah. You don't pay the VAT on the site. Ah, okay. So if you order if, this on the website if you, directly. If you buy it overseas, you won't pay the VAT. Okay. So and it's going to be. I'm, okay. I'm in the US. I'm interested in this pair. Yeah. I want it to be. Green in the green. I can send you an email. We can mm. discuss the color. You can yeah, show you me. Can, you can just uh, buy it on the site. Yes. And just uh, uh, write the color you yeah. want. You, you stroke just other. Yeah. And then you send an email. You say, yeah. I want this kind of green, but here with in orange. And, yeah. can make and then it. you can do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That's no cool. So it's called the Swan Wing Derby. Swan Wings. It's a beautiful shoe uh, to be to be dyed, of course, because for the moment yeah. this is. Raw leather, huh? you say that like that. And then there's another one that I like a lot. 
is this one. So we've been, you know, we like, we like spectator shoes in this house. My wife, she adores spectator shoes. <laughs> and, uh, but this one is called uh, Niven. Niven, in reference to David Niven? Yeah. Definitely. Sir Why? David Niven. Why? I'm sorry. Sir uh, David because Niven. Uh, the first one, yes. the first batch was uh, plain white. Yes. It wasn't two-tone. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had to baptize it. So I remember uh, David Niven on Death on the Nile. Yeah. Mort sur le Nil in French. Mort sur le Nil in French. Yeah. The, the Hercule Poirot uh, flick. Yeah. Uh, and he was wearing a derby, a straight cap two yeah. derby, All plain white. white. I and I said, okay, my full brog, plain white will be Niven. Okay. And the, the, the name, uh, lasts until now. Yeah. This is a beautiful and it's, it's a different, this is a, like a, uh, this is a nubuck. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a grain hide nubuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a beautiful spectator, ladies and gentlemen. So, well, if you want to know on the, the origin of the word spectators, well, we can tell it if you want. You can explain to us the origin it's, of the it's word. It's during the 20s, uh, between 20s and 30s. It was about uh, the jazz uh, singers. Yes, and mostly. it was also the sports people who were looking at golf competition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they just discovered that the, they were putting darker color at the toe mm -hmm. so that the, the grass will not aggress their shoes yeah, and it was yeah. cleaner and then it became the shoes of choice of the jazz because man. it doesn't exist for a sport in black and white no black and white it, it that's the real spectator shoe yes and that's the shoes for the jazz singers yes the other one is a sport shoe two tone sport shoes. shoes exactly and let's go now to this one for okay. example so Tell us about, you see, anything Guillaume <clears throat> makes is not your average shoe. It's always have a strong personality. Yeah, always. Yeah. I try to. <laughs> yeah. So this one is a, is a derby. It's a derby. It's yes. a, it's a, uh, I call it the Winslow Derby. Yes. Because, uh, because of the okay. Duke of uh, Windsor. Windsor, mm -hmm. the late one. And so it's not a wing tip. It's a U tip. It's a U tip. Yeah. That's why. Because it's more, it's more casual. It's really, really sport. Yes. And this one is part of the, a lot of them, but this one is, uh, is part of, uh, the MTO program, okay. the Metro Order program. Yes. And so this, uh, combination of, uh, uh, suede mm -hmm. and calf. Yes. You can dye the, the calf, of course. Okay. And, uh, the crepe sole with this, the, the fringe. We call it the fringe, darling. Uh, no, it's is not fringe. fringe. Yeah. It's, uh, Flecos, uh, in, in Spanish. So flecos. Flecos in Spanish. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, I, I think it's, it's coming from Mexico originally, yeah, right? It's, yeah. uh, the Mexican. Okay. And this is crepe. I don't know who you say crepe. You say crepe. It's crepe. Oh, it's yeah. crepe. Yeah. This is a very flexible. It, yeah. It's very flexible. It's, 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 it's some kind of, time. uh, rubber and it's uh, very, very casual, very sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good year quality too. And we, we, we can make very, combination uh, a lot of combination different combination mm -hmm. and uh, we just ask for five weeks to make it okay and you don't have any uh, increase of price it's so the same that's price something as the I wanted to say you I, th I think you're the only one to do that because yeah, everybody who is proposing ready to wear where if you have if you want to make to order because you want to change something on a model you have to have a special patina or a special feature or special whatever uh, you have to pay normally 20% or usually, 30%. Usually it's between 20 and 40%. And 40%. Yeah. And use yeah. the same price. And yeah, it's the same price. Yeah. Why? It's just because... Just because uh, I want to, to have fun with making new things and yes. not to have to put them on stock and have 20, 25, 30 pairs of this. I understand. This. I understand. I, I, want, I want to take risk with my customers and that he have pleasure to have a unique piece. Yes. And it's, it's better for both of us. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So... That's cool. And then we have this one that I really yeah. like. It's a Balmoral boot. Balmoral boot for but this winter. This one is very casual. Right? It's for yeah, it's really, really it's a for countryside winter. guy. Countryside. Yeah. countryside guy. I would say it's a countryside guy <laughs> because I can see somebody in these shoes immediately. It's tweed. It's Shetland, Shetland tweed, yeah. Shetland yeah. tweed with uh, some calf. Yeah, it's a, a grain, grain. It's a grain. It's a grain hide calf from yeah. uh, from Le Puy, from uh, a French uh, French tannery. Yes, the best one. This is highly comfortable, right? Yeah. Good year like this with a rubber sole. The, yeah, it's very comfortable and, and very robust, mm. very resistant. You know what? 
Mark, it, this should give me the opportunity to explain something specifically for the people who are living on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean. When people are writing to us uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, uh, in different manners, they often ask us, why, Mr. Jacomet, are you really dressing up every day? <laughs> are you never comfortable? Don't, don't you release a little bit, you know, sometimes the pressure of dressing constantly? Well, I try to explain to them that there's no dichotomy between mm -hmm. style and comfort. Yeah, and that's a false idea that many people have. They think that to be comfortable, they have to look like crap. No, mm -hmm. you can be stylish. You can have bespoke shooting like you mm -hmm. are. You're comfortable, right? Yeah, I'm very course. comfortable too. I mean, I can say, and I will maybe not stay the whole day. I tell you why. Because, uh, okay, Mark and I, we are friends since a long time, um, almost 15 years now, we can say. And uh, today, as a tribute to him, I'm wearing one of his shirts that I bought in, uh, I don't know, this one, 2009? 2008 or Eight? 2009. So can you believe that? This shirt, he's um, 12, 13 years old. Yeah. She's still doing very well. Yeah, of course. You see, it's in Oxford. It's in Oxford, and yeah. So, okay, it's a little bit, um, yeah, and you see, look, even my... Cuffs, you know, uh, they are still okay, you know, no problem, because mm. that's the problem of this guy. He's <laughs> extremely talented, he's never going to be rich. I explained to you why. And it makes him laugh that he's not, never going to be rich. This is so French. He's never going to be rich because he is crafting things that are lasting for almost a lifetime, yeah. which is a performance for a shirt, believe me, because yeah, shirts yeah, yeah, normally they have a very short lifespan. I've got the same ones. You get the same one? With the same age. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Okay. So this man's never gone, but gonna be rich, but he have a very faithful clientele. But I wanted to finish what I, I was saying about comfort and style. If you look at a shoe like that, okay, you may need a couple of hours. Our friend Paolo Scafora from Napoli said normally my estimation to really break in a shoe properly mm -hmm. it's around 24 hours of actual wear after 24 hours the shoes is yours it's mm -hmm. on your foot mm -hmm. but this you can wear this all day long you can wear this in the countryside you can wear this in town with a pair of jeans not only you come you it's it's more than comfortable it's fantastic you feel invincible in the, and then you're stylish so this is a very good example of how style and comfort mm -hmm. match mm -hmm. Uh, it is something that, yeah, that that's why I brought it because uh, that's the kind of thing I like to to make. Yes, uh, with all the finishing here, with yeah. the you know the blue effect on the brown. Yeah, that that's the that's my trend. You yeah. know. Yeah, I love that. So well, I think it's about it. Um, so I have a few things to say to you, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to access Mr. Guyot. Uh, work. We're going to put all the links in the description of this video so you, go, you can be able to find him. So you confirm anybody from any country, they can order shoes yeah. at, your, at your place. And the sizing is not complex. You're quite standard in your sizing. It's a, it's a UK, UK sizing. Yeah. So it's very, very standard. Okay. And we can make the conversion for the US sizes very okay. Uh, very uh, Okay, but there's no easily. issues. So it's, it's very close to a UK sizing. It's the same, basically. If we can cite some different uh, companies, English, uh, if you if you take a hate from Crockett and Jones, yes, it's gonna be a hate from me. Okay, it's, it's so. the same sizing. Okay, okay. And if somebody has a doubt, he can send you the size he has in uh, Edward Green or whatever, yeah. and you can yeah. make sure. It depends the on the last. Yes, but if you if you give me the size and the last, because yes. I know all the last. Yes from Edward Green, in instance. Okay. For instance. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we can make. Okay. So that's the risk. first thing. The second thing is the same. The, it's a little bit more problematic if you want to make some made-to-measure shooting. You have to go to the shop, I suppose. Yeah. It's better. Uh, um, sometimes I can make it uh, from distance. Yes. But the, the measurement, yeah, it's got to be very thorough. Okay. Okay. Because okay. I'm so going to ask like, 20 different <laughs> measurements to be sure. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's better to come in person. Yeah. Of course. If you, so if you can, and, and, and if you can cross the Atlantic, 
Well, you, but a lot of better. people do actually. They they know because okay, uh, Mark was in my books. That a few people and, and, and this book sold a few copies. A few people know about Mark. But if you come to Paris and you want to see something really different, <laughs> uh, I mean really different, you have to go to pay a visit to Mr. Guillot because you're going to discover maybe a side of men's style you didn't know it was existing or was still existing. This is why I, I sometimes kindly and friendly call him the last of the Mohicans because he's uh, defending a vision of style that uh, practically nobody else in the world. Mm -hmm. I know you don't like to uh, self-congratulate, but I can tell with Sonia, we've been visiting so many countries, so many tailors, so many clothiers all around the world. And you're pretty much alone in your niche. <laughs> so it's not a big it's a niche. niche. <laughs> it's not a big niche, it's a niche. but it's, uh, it's better to be alone in a small niche than to be a lot. In, in, uh, in, in average uh, niche. Exactly, in an average niche. Huh? Mm -hmm. En France, on dit, c'est mieux that it's better to be um, a, a, a big fish in a small pond than a small fish in a very big ocean. Mm. And uh, this is where you are. Thank you, Mark, for Thank your you. visit. Thank it's you always a joy to have you. And uh, I give you an appointment to the next episode of Sotorial Talks. In the meantime, even if you are working from home, please put on some nice trousers, put on some nice shoes, Dress up a little bit. Don't lose yourself in this uh, false comfort thing. No, try to dress up because you will see that one day or another, we're going to be, everybody going to regather again. And we at Sartorial Talks with all our guests and all the people that are watching, we want to receive the new world or the world after COVID in our most impeccable outfits and more impeccable shoes. See you next time, my friend. Uh, be well, take care, and see you. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye.